0: My name is Rob Auchincloss, and this is the Holocene Podcast, where we seek knowledge of the most creative, adventurous, and bright among us. These individuals are storytellers, entrepreneurs, athletes, designers, and everything else in between. It is my job as the host to take what they have each learned in their own lives and codify their knowledge that you can use their lessons in your own life. This episode of the Holocene Podcast is sponsored by the Holocene Magazine. Our first issue is available now, and you can use code PODCAST at checkout to save 15%. Each iteration also includes recommendations of the best gear, tech, and accessories out now, and I had to be honest, I've been spending a lot of time redesigning the second issue coming up, and I cannot wait to show everyone what it has. It is a significant upgrade from the first one, and if you spend time with the first one, you will know exactly what that means. Today, I am joined by none other than Will Clausen. Will is a creative producer and photographer currently residing in Seattle, Washington, His formative years were spent surrounded by the natural beauty of Glenwood Springs, Colorado, where his love of photography and the outdoors were first kindled. Throughout his career, Will has leveraged his unique experiences to bring a fresh perspective to each product he pursues, blending a background in apparel design with skills in production and photography. Whether he's working on a commercial fishing vessel, capturing a breathtaking landscape, or producing a vibrant lifestyle shoot, Will consistently strives for authenticity and creativity, a philosophy he also carries into his everyday life. Now, we have a very wide-ranging conversation, and this is actually recorded back in April before him and I went and saw Nils from play here in Seattle. So without further ado, I really hope you enjoyed this conversation, and stick around for the rest. Life is
1: either an incredible adventure, or it's nothing at all.
0: Will, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to be here. I start off every episode by asking the exact same question. What is the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning?
1: I do a self check-in and I assess how I'm feeling in that moment and, and what I'm looking forward to pursuing uh, in the day. Tell me more about that. Um, you know, different passions like photography, things that I'm pursuing or, I've got a couple side hustles checking in on those. What am I excited about? I, there's always, there's always that excitement about getting a win, like during the day or something like that. You know,
0: what do you define as a win then? Just a good,
1: a good feeling. Okay. Um,
0: so it could be like a good workout or like a tasty meal. Or yeah, like, exactly.
1: Uh... Like this morning, I I've been working out with my buddy John, and we we had a solid workout this morning and leaving that, I just felt like clear mind for sure. Really good burn. For and sure. That, that to me is a win. Yeah. So it's all about the little things like that.
0: There is that weird headspace after a good sweat and I've learned it can mm-hmm. be like the most intense workout in the world or just like a short walk.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, that yeah. is, there's like, something beautiful. Dude, there. look the weather right now. It's that's a win.
0: Yeah. And, and for, for placement, Will and I are talking in the, it's called the conservatory. It's the top two floors of my building in Seattle. And it has, some of the best views yeah, are probably the best killer. private views in seattle um that you can get yeah so we have on un- an unobstructed view of the sound I'll probably, yeah. i can post a photo in the show notes the below beautiful um so to kind of give the audience or anyone listening more depth to talk about kind of, kind of begin to understand what some of these wins might be what some of these projects might be how would you describe the work you do now to your 8 year old self
1: how would i describe what the... the work you do now to your eight-year-old self to my eight-year-old self interesting uh i'm i'm really invested in pursuing what makes me happy um and i'm always learning how to let's see how to improve myself in the way i perceive things yeah i don't know that's that's a really tough one Hmm. my eight year old self. Yeah. Pursuing my passions like hard. That's, that's what I'm into right now. And
0: if they were like, come on, older will, what are those passions? What would you say?
1: Photography, creativity, like for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. I'm really big on the personal projects right now. It's, you know, man, it's such, it's such a like much bigger conversation, which obviously we've got plenty of time, but Mm -hmm. uh, me who is such a passionate person about photography, Mm -hmm. it's, it's uh, looking looking back on the on the path that I've kind of carved out. You know, it's like yeah. with things like Instagram. Like I've I, I started taking photos when I was very young. Mm-hmm. My godmother she she would take me up into the mountains and we'd always be hiking and she'd have a film camera in my hands and I was taking pictures like mountains that here in
0: Seattle in Colorado actually, in Colorado I think okay from. yeah what part of Colorado
1: it's a small town called Glenwood Springs it's in the Roaring Fork Valley I
0: think I've been there what's the biggest nearest town near there like biggest City nearby?
1: Uh, I guess if you went west, there's Grand Junction. Okay. You're like two hours from. Yeah. You're two hours from. So if Denver. you went
0: east, you'd be on. Have
1: you ever been to Aspen? Yeah. Of course. If you're driving to Aspen, you have to go through Glenwood Springs. Yeah,
0: that's why I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I've it's seen the sign. Yeah, I've gone through there a few times. Yeah.
1: World's largest natural hot springs pool. That's what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. I actually, I used to mountain bike race in Colorado. I lived in Durango for a bit. So oh, I was like okay. all over the state. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But going back to it, so.
1: Yeah. Um, look like the way i'm trying to loop this into sure <laughs> so no no like, there's
0: there's no there're no rules
1: <laughs> yeah um when i when i picked up like photography with like instagram and all that stuff you know i think a lot of times you were just out there like shooting friends with, or shooting photos with your buddies with your friends mm-hmm. doing meetups and all that stuff and that's you know that was like a really cool way to meet friends and do these things and now like a lot i i think i speak for a lot of people who kind of had the same path is like now we're all actually like photographers and we've created (laughs) work from it and and a career and, you know, for sure success. And I think with that comes a lot of like different paths you can take. And, you know, you always have, um, imposter syndrome, I guess you could say. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So finding where I really fit into that and like working with that growth. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've, I think that's where I've found a lot of value in personal projects. Like I was a commercial fisherman in Alaska and that was life changing for me. Like mm. co- the commercial fishing industry is actually what really inspired me to move to Seattle.
0: Interesting. Like deadliest catch type of commercial fisherman. Yeah, that type
1: of stuff. But yeah. I mean, not exactly those boats. Sure. There's, there's like lots of different. Understood. Fleets, right? yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it was the it's like the Bristol Bay gill netters and yeah. people like these, like the giant silver aluminum boats that you mm. see, like all those guys catching salmon and stuff. I I came out here and I saw it and I was just like, this is so sick. Cool. And I had an opportunity to, to get on the boat and I did a couple seasons in Bristol Bay and, yeah. and that, it was so crazy. It was like, yeah. it was like life changing for me.
0: And the weather's as gnarly as they say it is, right?
1: It's pretty gnarly. Yeah. 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 Um, again, deadliest catch, those guys are out in like 60 foot swells, right? No, for sure. Yeah. For yeah. me, I was on the... They're little, in the roughest of rough. Yeah. 34 foot boat and yeah. the swells are, you know, maybe like six or seven feet still have to move the boat but but... oh yeah it's it's there's there's nights where you're like laying down and the boat will like slap over a wave and you're kind of you get that weightless feeling yeah yeah
0: yeah that's like you're doing a plane going through some nar nar turbulence yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: but yeah Yeah. and so being a part of that looping it back around being a part of that was so special to me and Mm. that's where i found i had this like epiphany moment where i was like this is something that i'm i just absolutely love and i want to capture it like be in mm. it and show people what it's all about it's just so special to me
0: so you, do you do identify as a photographer that's a weird question but
1: you know that's that's a tough one because some sometimes i do and sometimes i don't yeah. like i think at the highest imposter syndrome i'm like no man that's not me but then mm. other times where i just feel like i'm like killing it and sure and it's it's like I things are that. coming yeah. out the way it is i'm like yeah i'm a i'm a fucking photographer dude
0: yeah i was i was find that interesting because so from an outside perspective looking in so for, for context will and i have followed on instagram for two years pretty much uh exchanged many dms had many comments conversations mm-hmm. never met in person this is the first time we met in person and it's interesting because I think you asked it the first time, like, what do you, like, you begin to ask the question, like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Right. Which is like a question that, like, that, the phrasing of that question I, I despise, as I'm sure you do. Someone's like, hey, well, what do you do? You're like, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. that's why I ask it in terms of, like, how would you describe the work you do now to your old self? It's like, that's a much more interesting lens to look through. Yeah. Right. Because then you also can say, like, what what do I do? Yeah, and so for me, it's question. like a lot of people ask, like, do you make do you make money through photography? And I, and I I hear that so often and it surprised me every single time because like I, like you have been shooting since a very young age. Like I was at a arts camp in my hometown and there was a film photography class. And like, I'd always love stealing my dad's camera and shoot, mm-hmm. like I get a disposable camera vacations. So I would get one camera because they were expensive back in the early like, 2000s, right? Yeah. Late nineties. Um, and I loved it, but I don't know. It began to catalyze the idea for me where like, some people took photos to like remember an occasion or to prove something to other people Mm -hmm. i feel like most photos are like they wanted to go to that one spot to put on their instagram so they could get the likes or like they're proving to their friends they went to like a wedding or disney world or like hawaii Mm -hmm. you know versus me which i think probably you view this way like i just see a cool image or a cool story or something i want to remember and i i capture that right Right. Yeah. So I think that's what defines like a photographer. Cause like everyone's a photographer. Everyone uses a camera, right. Yeah. With the proliferation of smartphone cameras. I mean, shit. Yeah, right. Like the, the, the photos I can take now while sweaty running through a place are better than like anyone could have done 15 years ago on like the nicest oh, yeah. DSLR. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's always a fascinating question when I hear that. Cause I'm like, yes and true. And something that I think a lot of people don't know is that like in the magazine in the first issue, when someone didn't have photography, I just put mine in there, but I didn't put my name on it mm-hmm. and I don't think I ever will because I just, it's just not what it's about. Yeah. Right. I just like, I'm happy to share the images. I'm going I'm to ask, people yeah. have asked, people are like, who is this? Else? It's me. That, like, yeah. it's, I think it's weird if I'm just like, this is my thing here, are my <laughs> photos. Yeah. Right. Um, But printing your work is very strange. How so? I don't know. I mean, so like I, even though I learned on film and printing my photos, I still like grew up as a digital photographer. Like I'm sure you did. Uh Right. Uh, Even though. like,
1: Yeah. I've I've kind of done, I mean, more so now it's digital, but yeah, I I did. I didn't get into development, developing my own film, but I shot film for quite a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? In terms of like, unless you like, even though I probably went through a couple hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of roles at a younger age and into high school, like I've still done 10 to a hundred X on my iPhone slash digital camera. So oh, yeah, yeah. Right? that's what I'm saying. Right. Right. I like I th- I, th- yeah. I, think I've honed my vision. I've gotten good at photography mm-hmm. on digital versus like you pull up like a Paul Nicklin, like they get good at photography with a film camera. Right. You know? Yeah. And then digital is like, they're refining their movements. You know, I, I remember hearing him talk in New York and he's just like the modern cameras, it's like, you're cheating. He's like, oh, yeah. he's like, you can't it's take a bad, bad picture, exactly. and, if, and if you take a bad picture with it, you just shouldn't do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I appreciate that. <laughs> I not know how you got on this t- tangent, but but I, I guess the question is: so, of the current side projects that you work on now, mm-hmm. right? How much are photography related, and how much are maybe adjacent or nothing to do with photography?
1: Side projects meaning just like whatever, like whatever. Anything else. you're working on yeah. that either
0: gives you monetary or cool self yeah. value,
1: yeah. Um, I've got I've got two. Um, I I have a, a million ideas in my head, but we all do. Uh, yes. Yeah, I've really been boiling it down, and I finally have found two that I'm just like super passionate about. Um, mm-hmm. one of them is a wrapping paper company. Hmm. Um, it's called Wraps Northwest, and there's it's just Northwest inspired wrapping paper. Cool. I love it. Like I I don't care what anyone else thinks. Like I'm so stoked on these designs. Cool. And it makes me happy.
0: And this is your company, like sort to finish, like. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah I've just
1: cool. been. Yeah. I've just been uh, using some of my photos. Yeah. Um, I have a background somewhat as a designer, so Mm. I've, I've just been like doing a lot of the work myself and just having fun with it. The other one is a cold brew company. Mm. Um, and that one's going to be still kind of wrapping it all together. I'm not going to say too much about that one. Sure. Understood. It's, yeah. It's, At least that so class. much on
0: the podcast. I'm sure we'll not we'll talk about it yeah. after.
1: I'll have to come back and do the plug.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll plug in, in the future. Don't yeah. worry. But, um, but so starting this wrapping paper business, it, it is something that we're, someone could now go online and buy paper. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. I've got an Etsy, Etsy store. Awesome. Do you yeah. have,
0: have you, is it just on Etsy or is it like you have your own? It's,
1: it's just on Etsy. Um, but I'm planning on expanding. I've, I've got, I did some goal writing earlier this year and I've, cool. yeah. And I'm really trying to expand it. It's just time, you know? Got it. Yeah. Cause, Cause I, I do work in nine to five. So that's the thing mm-hmm. is, is it's maintain, I, I have to maintain a balance between everything. Yeah. Personal time, time spent working on these projects, time with, right. Like sure. all the life things. Do you
0: want to talk about your nine to five? Sure. I mean,
1: yeah. It's
0: because here here here's the thing, and I don't want you to say what it is yet, because I, I looked at your LinkedIn because I I honestly didn't know until I looked at your uh-huh. LinkedIn. Yeah. It's um, random. It is random, but it's cool because like <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. Most people, like you and I, that come across and they they're like, what do you do? They're like, I building. So, like, oh, so you're unemployed. It's like, no, I just like I've and you and you talk about rack papers and cold brew. And the funny <laughs> thing is then when your next thing is like, oh yeah, I also work for Microsoft, people are usually like why didn't you lead with that? And because you, people like you and I, it's like it's a means to an end.
1: It is. Yeah, it, yeah. That it's exactly. No offense what to Microsoft is, yeah. or Bill, but like, yeah, you know. No, like I'll I'll start by saying this. I am so content where I'm at in life right now with employment and and side hustles or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it it feels great. Like I have I've been able to ab- obtain a, a career and a, and a job that allows me to have flexibility to do the things I want, um, and and make like a steady income. And that to me is really good balance i've been a freelancer mm-hmm. uh, a freelance photographer for a while and i just didn't like the hustle personally yeah i'm not i'm not necessarily i wouldn't do it again mm. but i'm just at this place in life right now i'm really happy with it and I, I can do photography on my own time correct how i want to do it correct it doesn't it doesn't i don't have to necessarily feel that burnout yeah. of, of the hustle and i
0: and i feel the same way and, and i multiple times in time even though i did, potentially decided to go down the path of being a like freelance photographer look i've spent time and spent time now as like a freelance engineer and designer and entrepreneur founder like whatever words you want to use but like not a photographer Mm -hmm. not a videographer because in my mind like the amount like i don't think my work is bad but i also know that i don't have the ability to charge the rates in which i could do the other things right and I'd rather savor that for the personal projects and shooting things I want to, and then make my money elsewhere, right. than sell the farm to make less money mm-hmm. and ruin the thing I care about.
1: Yeah, I right? think I think that has the most the most value is is what you said at the end, like the thing you care about most. It's like it's it's a creative outlet and it's very Correct. special, you know. And and I, I want to cherish that.
0: Correct. Like I don't know if you know my apartment or not, but I have a I have a couple like really large Lego sets. Yes. right yeah, yeah, yeah. so are like, i'm sure you're like the big money falcon like <laughs> yeah. eight thousand piece yeah. yeah no so so my big thing is like i grew up as a kid loving legos still fucking love legos so much it like for it like pushed me to go study spacecraft engineering right like
1: because i just i always building was like how ships. cool is that what that you know yeah like legos inspired you to do to that, do
0: that? Yeah, yeah no i think i think it is pretty cool looking back on it but for me it's just like these like the way i'll describe it to people that have don't understand it and they're like these fucking adult men playing with legos first off go fuck yourself second off uh you know imagine that like you built something as a kid and it was like the coolest thing in the world now imagine they made like adult versions with like a hundred times the pieces to them Uh that take like a like days to build yeah right and they're like as intricate and involved and they're cool to look at and like the thing is is that it's an amazing filter. For people that come over to your apartment because they know they know. And yeah. people are like, "What's that?" And you're like, "Oh, don't worry about <laughs> it." and they're like, "They're like that's oh, they that's get fucking it. cool." Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but the thing is, is like in terms of cost, Like, remember when I was a kid saving up twenty bucks to buy a Lego set was you know shit expensive. Nowadays, like I'm lucky enough that like if a new Lego set comes out, even the expensive ones that I really want, they don't come out that often. A couple times a year, I'm like, okay, I'll buy it. Yeah. You know, because like the cool thing about Legos, unlike other hobbies, is like it was fun to build. They're actually fun to take apart. And you can build whatever you want afterwards. with The pieces, mm-hmm. and that like theory of untapped creativity, like the the place where my headspace gets to while well building is a fun place. I think through a lot Amazing. of problems and things. Yeah, right? like I'm yeah, sure you have that. You yeah, get in the flow state for sure. Yeah. What what activities do you have now where you get in that similar?
1: Headspace? I honestly like. <laughs> this sounds so so random, but it's like, um, like the wrapping paper idea mm-hmm. when I'm sitting there just like concepting an image. Sure. I just get in the flow state and I'll, you know, I'm, I'm usually like a 10 PM in bed type person, but <clears> some nights there's just like those two, three AM or, you know, three 4 or five AM. Yeah. 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 And you're just in the flow state and all your, your idea is coming together and it's like, you just want to see it through mm-hmm. and you get good thinking done and yeah. it's, it's beautiful. You just feel so complete and happy.
0: Yeah. I get that a lot. I basically decided f- like five years ago that I wanted to build a life where every day was like that. Mm hmm. And so it's it's kind of a hard balance now because you know I I love in the wintertime it's easier I think in the wintertime I am completely unreasonable when it comes to waking up and going to sleep <laughs> yeah because like the especially up here in Seattle like the, the sun night, rises sunshine. so late yeah. and the sun sets so early like I don't care uh-huh. so I'll just like. I might go to bed at four and wake up at 10. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like I might, I might, I might go wake up at one I or I might go to bed at 9 PM and wake up at six and go for a brisk walk. But this time of year, it's like, I feel weird not waking up earlier mm-hmm. unless I'm like very tired, in which case I give myself the the piece of that. Yeah. But my girlfriend is like very much the like wants to be in bed at nine, nine 30 wants to wake up at like five, five 30. And like, sometimes I am completely game. The other times, absolutely
1: not. Have you tried going to the gym that early in the morning? Yeah, no,
0: I can do that. So, yeah. so like it's that was it's a game changer for me. Really, just staying yeah. awake. Yeah. So my big thing is, if I can get cold or exposure or fresh air as soon as I wake up, uh-huh. I can, I can, I can go off zero sleep and feel good. It's like the recycled staying inside feeling that yeah. really kind of pushes me down. So, but for me recently, I've actually been like, I've been really resisting working out right as I wake up for a couple reasons one because like i know it's a great way to jump start your day but i'm almost always tired more tired i don't always have the best workouts then right mm-hmm. like I'm, i feel like i'm not fully present yet so you have that first 90 minutes that we wake up where you're, you're really in grogginess state like scientifically speaking like zero to 90 minutes after waking up you are groggy yeah right mm-hmm. um and so my big thing now is i like an ideal day is like waking up earlier when i do like no alarm right and i'll usually wake up between seven six and a half to eight and a half hours after i go to sleep right um regardless of the time because i'm always traveling always moving and i do some purpose like i don't want to have like a set time i go to bed and wake up because i know it'll just ruin me mm-hmm. right um and then i like to like do some meditation, do some creative work, maybe at have to jump and do a client. I try not to like do anything social unless it's with people that are nearby, right? Like my girlfriend or friends that are staying over like I'm at a hotel or whatever. Yeah. And then once I'm like awake and I've done some work and got everything out of the way, then I love to go work out it because then i have that space to be Mm -hmm. like i'm fully aware i'm fully there like throw the headphones in and get some i've already yeah i've already stretched out i've already good to go Mm -hmm. but the other way it's also a good way to wake up like i think i think the thing is is my mind is like i don't want to do the exact same thing every single day some people love that fucking routine Mm -hmm. i love the checklist manifesto of the routine i love saying every single day i'm going to meditate i'm going to eat this kind of thing i'm going to work out i'm going to do xyz but I could flip the order every single day, and it doesn't matter for me. As yeah. long as I get the things done, I don't care.
1: I I would agree with that actually. Yeah. yeah. But if I
0: did if I did a through if I did like numbers one through ten, one through ten o'clock every single day, I'd go day. nuts. Yeah. I'd go nuts. Yeah. So
1: the the morning workout was a game changer for me because you just you feel so accomplished before for sure. eight a.m. for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I think as someone who used to like be an athlete and race when I was like a cyclist. I used to put so much pressure on myself to work out and to like also in school to like get things done. So I I try to remove these like all the pressures I have are all internal goal based and not like external societal based at this point, which I've done a lot of work to do. And so my big mm-hmm. thing is when I wake up, I want to basically say
1: if I's a lot of things I want to do today. Yeah. Is that the first thing that you say when you wake up or the first thing you think about? well so
0: to be honest i'm in a long-distance relationship with my girlfriend mm-hmm. right i see her quite a lot i'm headed out back at the new york tomorrow um she we used to split time coming here and there but she has a farm in upstate new york and rescued a bunch of horses recently cool. so she like cannot travel for the, for the next little bit so mm-hmm. her and i are going to japan for my birthday at the end of may and that'll be the first time like she's traveled When's since your she birthday? Got may 27th
1: mine's may twenty sixth. nice yes yeah, nice. yeah, so we're both
0: as like people always look at me weird for being a Gemini but I just I don't read too much into it so um yeah. as I say to my friends yeah. my, my vertigo is an asparagus so like I don't <laughs> I don't really look I mean i uh, not to shit on people who and I'm sure there are people right now that are angry typing in the comment section of this podcast which is fine but like at the end of the day it's like if it means something to you great to me I am too focused on like seeing how I feel versus tell, letting me I, I, like it's how I feel about a lot of things. Being bullied a lot as a kid, I learned to like don't let society confirm who you are or how you should feel. Just feel yeah. how you want to feel. Yeah. If you're angry when everyone else is happy, then fuck it, you're angry, right? And vice versa. If you're happy when everyone's sad, don't pretend to sad. Just be like, yeah, no, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be codependent.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: Um. So, kind of going backwards, backwards, backwards. I gave up caffeine, and I'm I like I Ooh. fucking love coffee. Like I love coffee. I drank a lot of it you're, in college. You're speaking to an addict. I, I, I right, drank right. it starting from probably age 11. Uh-huh. I, I've, I've drank probably more enough caffeine. More, I've drank more caffeine between 11 and like 23, 24 than most people do in their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Right. But I haven't touched <laughs> any form of proper caffeine. I'm talking Uh-oh. tea, coffee, decaf coffee, dark chocolate, like dark, dark chocolate, cacao, yeah. probably in four years. And the thing is I miss it but i miss it i miss it as a ritual thing i miss it as a taste thing mm-hmm. but no one could pay me enough money to start not start using caffeine again interesting because I, yeah. I just it's it's like one of those things that just like unlocks so much yeah and I'm a fucking evangelist for like anti-caffeine at this point. <laughs> and I have many people, I have friends that have been addicts and I've turned them into this. And afterwards, after they get through like the detox phase, cause there's, uh, you know, caffeine is a hell of a I've half-life. Tri-
1: yeah. I have tried to do that before and it did yeah. not go very well. Yeah.
0: Do you want to describe to the audience what it's like to remove caffeine for the
1: first time? Headaches, brain fog. Just, yeah. it's a withdrawal. I mean, yeah. it is. Oh, it, it's, it's, it's a fucking is. drug. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, it's, yeah. it's,
0: it's the largest controlled substance in the world and it's not even close. Yeah. That and sugar. Right. Right.
1: You know, so I've been doing that with sugar. I'm mm. not giving it up completely. Sure. I, I'm allowing myself to just have maybe like four grams a mm-hmm. day or, or less. You know, just like a really small amount instead sure. of like going and just crushing like a oh yeah. fifty gram Starbucks drink. You know, something gross.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, I definitely have been doing a lot less sugar. Um, I once I started when I when I want to eat healthy, there's like it's 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 binary for me. I'm either like eating whatever the fuck I want and yeah. that could be anything, or I'm eating very healthy, and that usually mirrors my ancestral makeup um, dietarily. So, like, I am strong Scandinavian blood. So, like, I eat a lot of red meat, a lot of fish, um, some legumes, a bunch of nuts, a little bit of fruit, not many vegetables, mostly starches. Mm-hmm. Um, I stay away from leafy greens, um, which is against what everyone else tells you. Are you on the car- carnivore diet then? I have. It's, it's basically a modified version of that because yeah, here's bet, the thing. i got two like,
1: buddies who are really into that.
0: Yeah. So, I swear by it. The big thing with me, though, is, like, I don't know if I had an ancestor that was, like, a cheesemaker or something, but, like, I love – it's probably my favorite food group.
1: Cheese? Cheese, Yeah. Cheese
0: or dairy in general. Oh, yeah. Right? Big ice cream guy, big cheese guy. But, like, for some reason, if there's a day I don't have cheese, I, like, feel terrible. (laughs) It's the weird. I don't know if there's some kind of acid or some kind of thing in cheese that's, like, related to that. I'm not talking about shit cheese. I'm talking about, like, nice Mm -hmm. cheese. And I'll mix up between, like – goat che- goat goat's milk cheese cow's milk cheese like i'll mess no, around with different types amazing. of things. no for sure yeah. but but like it's it's definitely the one thing where it's just like i could never do full carnivore code level like i have no problem with intestines i have no problem with liver and no mm-hmm. heart like i get the force of nature ancestral blend like ground bison and ground beef that's like it, it's basically for people that aren't aware it's like they take if you buying a pound of it it's like 70 percent what you'd normally have your ground meat made up of. And the other 30% is like heart, liver, intestines, which is where all the enzymes and nutrients are that, you Mm -hmm. know, we evolved off of, right? right? Um, And so, you know. So so you don't don't eat leafy greens at all? Oh, I do. But like, I used to be a person where I was like taught, I I, like listened to so many Instagram and podcasts and things were like, I was like, lots of kale, lots of Brussels sprouts, lots of broccoli. And like, I always felt fucking terrible like like not to not to be graphic but like if i i would eat, if i like go to Trader Joe's you get like the bu- the bundle of like the pound of brussels sprouts you know exactly what i'm mm-hmm. talking about right yeah. i would i would like cook that up saute it with olive oil put a little bit of curry in there a little bit of cumin like some other spices i'd make it like as as clean as possible right and even if i ate like a quarter of that within an hour like i just had severe gastrointestinal distress mm-hmm. and that would happen with kale it happens with spinach it happens with anything in the cruciferous family yeah right and then when i started to read carnivore code and he like talks the, all about he talks all about stuff. that yeah, and how exactly. basically it's like one of the most poisonous things that bodies can take. Yeah, it's not for everyone, but like, yeah, based on my ancestors, like, there's no fucking kale in Scandinavia. Yeah, there's no way they could have yeah. been eating this. And like, if these guys in the like the four months of the year they had like bare ground, they have berries. Why would they mm-hmm. eat the green thing when they have the pretty pink thing growing right. on the flower?
1: Yeah, you know, I think those points are valid. And but we're all like different, all different. bodies, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One like one of my
0: best friends, when he's from Cameroon in this in the middle of Africa. And he can eat so much fruit and vegetables with no consequences mm-hmm. but he couldn't just same, like eat same here meat, meat 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 he couldn't do yeah it i could kind s- of go
1: either way mm. i like to i th- i think it's important to just have balance sure going going to like the the podcast and just all the things that like social things that you hear yeah like people who are experts in their fields right sure. like it, i think we tend to latch onto those and yeah. and we feel like we need to like oh this is my new thing yeah yeah and we go down no. this path and it's almost like it's like a jolt right? sure. your body learning like, is your path yeah in my mind right
0: yeah. um and so my thing is like i want to listen to the freaking and vegans who only eat cruciferous festivals i want to listen to the guys that are only eating raw meat i want to listen mm-hmm. to the people that are doing like you know like carnivore code which is by um eric um saldano I yeah. saldano I think, I think i'll link it below um but it's interesting because in the book, he talks about being a lot more regimented than what, like, his he actually does. He talks about this on his Instagram. He's like, the book is set up to be, like, this is the clinical level that I use to fix all my problems, which is, like, there are periods in which you need to be super harsh mm-hmm. and get results, and there are periods where you have, like, you can be pretty pretty mellow.
1: Yeah. I'll never forget. There was one time my buddy Kevin, he was, uh, he was doing the, the carnivore diet. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's just his primary thing to do all the time, but he showed up to our friend's house with just a, a little like box of shrimp, just
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: randomly, just like yeah, eating his shrimp, and I, I was like, "What are you, are you
0: doing, what man? are you doing, man? What are you doing, man?" I mean, sure. It's delicious. Personally. No, it's, it's great. Yeah, but yeah. it
1: was it was so random. And that's how I learned about it. And I think it's awesome. Like they've had great results for sure. But it was I just thought that was really funny.
0: So the most amount I learned about my body is uh, there's a startup that came out during COVID called Levels. And you basically use a continuous glucose monitor like a diabetic would use. Mm-hmm. And it syncs with their app and basically by utilizing an active reading of your blood glucose levels yeah.
1: it measures your interaction with different types of food have you have you heard of the glucose goddess no my girlfriend is really into this really? this girl and she tells you how different types of foods affect your glucose yeah, in this sure. really interactive way that's that's pretty cool so cool. we're we're actually kind of doing that the glucose thing is very yeah. like top of mind right now it is but also
0: cool the hard thing is like there are general markers for everyone but until you're like sticking yourself and finding out what your actual exactly. blood sugar mills you yeah. never know and exactly. so this
1: this this program is cool because we're, like we're actually we're we've been considering getting like glucose monitors to, yeah to so
0: what i would do is like i'm sure this person's great but like I like objective things, Mm -hmm. right? So the best thing about this app is that it it open-sources the algorithms that shows you what goes into it. It shows you how it's getting you the results you do and also gives you the raw output if you want to just calculate it yourself. Mm -hmm. So in this case, it would do both of them. But the best thing about it is they solve the loophole where for insurance purposes and for cost purposes, it's really expensive if you don't have diabetes to get one of these things. Right. But they basically find a way to do it. So basically, it's 200 bucks a month. And it gives you access to the app and two two two-week CGM like Uh pets, which is pretty good, right? It's like people are like, that's expensive. It's like 780 a day to basically learn everything you'd ever want to know about your entire body and its reaction to things. And it's pretty powerful. And so what I learned personally is that um, I can eat any amount of red meat or fish or eggs or cheese with – almost little to no impact my blood sugar, right? Also, same thing goes for red wine, white wine, and champagne. Actually not all white wine, some. All red wine and champagne I much have at at as much as I want with zero complex. But anything with gluten and like beer or donuts, Mm -hmm. things like that are just like it's like dropping a nuclear bomb into my body. (laughs) So so basically what I learned is that I am heavily fat adapted based on my ancestry. Uh-huh. So if so if I want something super sweet, I will smother it in fat. And people are like, "How do you do that?" And it's actually really easy. Heavy whipping cream is your best friend. Okay, right? Because yeah. it's like heavy whipping cream is does, just like does butter thick count? fat. Butter does count. Yeah. But butter also is like Dude, I put it's, butter on everything. I do too. But it's but like, and when I explain what I do, you'll be like, "Butter is not the right thing for this." So to prove, once I started realizing this and picking up this, and it helps you be like, start trying different things because food combining is a thing. Yeah. Right. And so. One time my, my friend was coming out to dinner over to dinner. Um, I told him to bring dessert. And I knew he was gonna go to like Safeway and get like a Safeway cheesecake, which is like high fructose corn syrup, red dye for it's like all the worst things for you in like one very sweet, disgusting tasting cheesecake mm-hmm. for like six dollars. No offense to him, it's just kind of what he grew up with. It's what he's used to. And um so I wanted to test it by itself and then with my with my method of just testing this fat adaption so i ate it by itself immediate spike i spiked like 180 grams of like it's like 180 gram per whatever the cgm thing Mm -hmm. is um it was like one of the highest readings that i ever have ever had on my cgm yeah crazy damn um and then i like did it again the day a day later but and tried to like mimic the meal before mimic the exercise mimic the water intake because it all that all matters that all matters how it reacts. Except then I made, like, heavy whipping cream, a tiny little bit of sugar, a little bit of vanilla extract as well, and some, like, just, like, super fatty whipped cream, basically, right? And I dipped every single bite of cheesecake I had in the whipped cream and ate it, right? It had no effect. Wow. No effect. And I thought this was crazy. That's, like, that's hard to believe. And then I tried it again with something else the next day, and I thought I was insane. So my whole thing now is, like, when I crave, like, Ben and Jerry's I did last night. I was like, I'm just gonna make a little bit of cream with it. And then here's the best thing about it. You will get full so much faster because it yeah. is so much fucking fat, but like, it just goes right through me. It's the same way how Tim Ferriss, you know, who Tim Ferriss is yeah. Four-hour work week, mm-hmm. um, et P- People out there, I've mentioned him this podcast enough times to kill an army on his cheat days. He figured out that his body type is like mine doesn't react well to a lot of fructose. Right. So what he will do is Is right before he has like a cheat meal, like he's gonna eat like you know four croissants and a pan au chocolat and like a bunch of iced coffee, just loaded with sugar. He will slam like a 16 ounce grapefruit juice, something that is like full of fructose, just straight carbs and sugar. And what he learned is that it spikes his glycemic index immediately, and so his body just tries to push everything else out. So everything else after that grapefruit juice, like the 30 minutes afterwards, goes right through him. Like no effect does not turn to fat, does not turn to energy. It just goes right through his body.
1: Interesting. And so he basically
0: figured out like a cheat of like, okay, if I have this,
1: yeah, it goes through. I'm excited for like upcoming technologies that are going to allow us to just like understand this stuff like all the time. Correct. Like, yeah. My money's
0: it's on awesome. Apple for that one, by the way, because because right. yeah, because they have not the most amount of money invested, but like it is possible. Like the 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 IP is there to be able to somewhat accurately measure blood glucose content without having a constant reader like Mm -hmm. a needle in the the stream and need some kind of high-end wearable with very advanced sensors and i would bet money that the apple watch will be the first thing to have it and do it well enough to use and i I guarantee you by then there's already been rumors that this year at wwc they're going to release some kind of like health ai coach that you can turn on that basically interacts with you based on like the hundreds of data points the Apple Watch is constantly collecting. But here's the thing: like I'm a devout Apple Watch user because a I was, like I was
1: actually going to ask you about that. How much do you love that Apple Watch? I, I so don't yeah. Have one so, so this Apple.
0: is the Apple Watch Ultra, which is like uh-huh. the the Garmin oh, competitor. Um, Fancy. Here here's the thing: I have used Apple watches for a long time. I've tried Garmins. I've tried 2s I've tried Rolexes. I've tried all types of watches. And here's one thing I've learned. I get no – the first thing is I get no satisfaction after having, like, a nice-ass watch on my wrist, mm-hmm. right? This this is, like, one of the nicest Apple Watches they make. So, like, that's something nice. But for me, it's, like, I want something that works all the time. Yeah. Something that gives me the the input that I need. So, I view an Apple Watch as, as really three things. One, it tells the time. Mm-hmm. And more importantly for me, I use, I, use, I use a lot of timers. So, like, if I – like, today, for example, I knew there was a certain time I had to, like, get showered, uh, shave my face, um – like mail out some packages before you came over and i want to get this stuff done so i basically set a timer to the time in which i knew i had to drop everything and start doing that process right but in that moment i looked down and say cool i have like three hours and 14 minutes to do whatever i need to do and like being able to constantly look down and be like okay i know because i said i trust my past self it's mm-hmm. already figured out the time and i can live in this box yeah and if i'm done early i just start doing the next thing early which i happen to do but like it gives me a really nice ability to say okay do this and also part two sometimes i'm like Beginning of each day after I work out, I almost always walk at sunset, right? And in the morning when I wake up, I usually decide when I'm going to do that. And I set a timer for that length. So I always have an idea of how much time I have left. So yeah. that's-
1: So that's big, big productivity tracking. Big productivity tracking, right? Yeah. Um
0: Also part of that is I use an app called Things, uh, which is my favorite to-do list app. Um, it's-
1: I got to jot that down.
0: Phenomenal. It'll yeah. be there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It allows basically to kind of describe it in th- 30 seconds why you'd pay the money for it because it's like- I think it's like 20 bucks on the app store you buy it once but i got it a few years ago and i'd been on an apple reminders because it's like it's free it's on your phone um it's on your it's on my laptop it's on my watch but with things there is no limit to the amount of like areas and projects you can have and in terms of indexing them with uh smart actions or recurring things or setting up different times and reminders and moving them together it's just it is the best interface I've used and it keeps me on track. Make nice. sure I get everything done. And one of the widgets they have in the watch face is like your day and it shows like the day as a total of stuff done. So like I always see this little ring of things and I usually plan a day before of like I'm usually overstretching myself and saying I can get as much done when I can't. Yeah. But towards the end of the day, I then realign and say, OK, how much can I actually get done? Yeah. It's a good check in.
1: I, I never really understood the value of things like that until mm. I became a, a producer yeah yeah essentially a project manager right yeah for sure you're hitting milestones yeah and and tracking your time uh
0: checklist manifesto right so it's a book um as i'm writing down notes on my phone i'm not being rude to will um there's a book called checklist manifesto that talks about the importance of having to do list and it's kind of the thing where it's like it's really hard to achieve goals if you don't know what they are right? right and so i have a pretty good memory like i think i think the average person actually has a good memory they just pretend they don't Um, and, but there's always so many different things and, and projects and clients and people and so many things I have to do. I'd rather just write them all down. Mm -hmm. And that way I basically trained my mind over time to offshore these responsibilities of remembering what I have to do. Right. And basically what that means is like, I have a high level idea of what I have to do. But I I forget the I forget the minutia and save that space in my head for something else. Yeah. But it's it's copied down in the moment on things. Nice. And like I'll show you afterwards, but it, you can get very detailed in terms of how you go, and it's kept me just very much in sync. Um, but so, so going back to the Apple Watch, so that's like the productivity. Like I the I use the watch face as Will can see that has like everything on it. So you ha- I have a time. If i press it i get a compass i have the like the things loop i have the sunrise sunset time which is very important to me yes um a little widget that shows me like the next calendar event i have which is actually a very underrated thing um my move goals which is like the third reason why I use it, which is like, I'll talk, get to that in a second, the timer, um, the current temperature outside, the UV index, because like I worry about sunburning, on sunscreen. One face. I just I look at it, and I've been trained this point where in in two three seconds I can get all that data and move on, versus like having to dig through my phone and get distracted by Instagram or my girlfriend yeah. or my family or some <laughs> or some client, uh-huh. right? But that's the biggest thing, right? So, on my phone, I have, um, I don't have any notifications, so my phone will only buzz or light up for calendar events or phone calls and during different focus times like if people don't use focus times on an iphone it's basically like the you can like there's one for sleeping there's me one for Disturb. there's one for daily day for me i have three different zones one is like i'm working one is like it's a more private time but i'm not completely off limits and one is i'm sleeping we're Mm -hmm. completely off limits right and who can call me during those times changes Right. So like during the day, it's like everyone I work with, everyone I would take a call with. It's like 50 people. If anyone else calls, it's going right to voicemail. Right. Do not disturb. It drops down to like close family and friends and really important business context. And sleep is like my girlfriend, my grandma, my mom, my sister, my dad. Nice. Right. Because my whole thing is that that's some people I want coming through. Right. But everything else out, whether it's like. Instagram or messages or ESPN are all go into my notification center because like I want it to be there when I want to see it, but I don't want to be bothered otherwise. That's great, right? yeah. And so with the Apple Watch, it does that as well. And so when you're wearing an Apple Watch, it'll buzz your watch and not your phone, which is always a nice thing. So when you have a calendar meeting coming, instead of like it freaking out and making a noise, it'll just tap your wrist slightly with like the Taptic Engine. That's um, sick. The best thing about it is like having a girlfriend that wakes up at a bit different time, sometimes I wake up earlier, my alarm goes off. It just taps your wrist. There's no noise. So you, I can wake up quietly and move out of the bedroom or she can vice versa. And no one hears it or is, is any wiser. Nice. Than happening. Um, so I know this is like a very long-winded answer to your question. I'm sorry. No. But no. but um, the biggest thing is like health tracking, right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm someone that used to be an athlete. I've had heart surgery before. Like I've done with a lot of health things. I like tracking my movements. And so what this watch tracks in terms of everything from like how much I sleep, how I'm sleeping, what kind of sleep am I getting, how am I walking, what's my gait step, how is my pace changing, how much am I walking, how much am I sweating, how many calories am I burning, how many times have I worked out, like how much elevation am I gaining, like it's tracking everything in the background already, don't have to think about it, Mm -hmm. and so just someone like me, when you're, I'm very data-driven, so when I'm trying to say like I'm trying to consume x number of macros in different areas that leads to x number of calories and make sure I'm at a certain like threshold during a daily time to make sure I hit the fitness goals I want to it basically does that for you right and being able to track things like vo2 max hrv and um blood oxygen content and do like an ecg on your wrist are just like basic health indicators that like really help people live longer lives so like my girlfriend's uh grandfather has been dealing with uh afib right Mm -hmm. and apparently had it for a long time before it became a problem right if he had been wearing an Apple watch, it would have told him that he had AFib the second he had it because it's constantly tracking your heart rate and it yeah. can track rhythm. Cause like most people don't, so atrial fibrillation is what usually leads to a heart attack. It usually shows signs years before it can happen, but you're not going to feel it. Mm-hmm. But if you imagine you're wearing a device that would tell you ahead of time that also did everything else I just mentioned, and it would just give you like, Hey, you should go see a doctor as soon as yeah, you can. Yeah, Wow. And I,
1: I've never thought about that before actually.
0: Yeah. And so, so for my grandmother, who's 80, who has had the same, uh, same exact heart issue I had, um, We we got her one because it was like, or I think we're getting her one. I think she's against wearing it, but like we're trying to convince her that like, Mm -hmm. hey, this might save your life one day. Right. She lives alone,
1: and it has SOS. I'm sure has SOS. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So also does fall detection and crash detection. So like if you're if you're driving a car or riding your bike and you get into an accident and it doesn't and you don't like stop the countdown, like it'll call services exactly to your spot. Same thing with fall detection, right? If I fall and I don't like, it has a five second countdown that's like beeping at me, like call nine one one, and it's like beep beep beep. And if you don't stop it, like it'll call nine one one, which is which is great because like i've had friends who have been saved before like out bike in the middle of nowhere that like hit a tree and they're like you know screwed um i don't know man it's just like it's one of those things that it is cliche people give it a lot of shit, but it's one of those things that once you start using it you find it very hard to live without it mm-hmm. and because like people are like well, oh, it's distracting i'm like if you have notifications on for everything then yeah it fuck, seems like you have it dialed fuck yeah that would yeah. be distracting and so that's the thing it's like you know this phone i have has an always-on display I don't want an always-on display. Same thing with a watch. Like this watch could always be on. Like, I like when I move my wrist, it lights up, and that's fine by me. Like it can be dark the rest of the time because right. I don't, I don't want omnipresent technology. I want it in the background, watching out, utilizing the smart piece of technology, making sure I'm okay, mm-hmm. right? But I don't need to be reminded every two seconds I'm connected to the cyber.
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah.
0: Um, and also, there's that Apple benefit of like, this design is brilliant. It's something that looks good, something that feels it's good. Sick. Yeah, And I'll take it off after I can drop the microphone, but you'll be surprised how light it is. It's like with a titanium case and the materials they have access to, like, I'm, I mean, I've worn a couple garments and those are heavy fucking watches. Interesting. And yeah. this thing is so light. You'll be like, it's like wearing an old, like uh, like the flat Japanese style analog watches that are mm-hmm. like light as air. It's as light as that. Yeah. And it's yeah, just,
1: see, That's the that's style that I typically wear. And yeah. and yeah.
0: It's one of those things that, you will feel opposed to it. Like I was for so long. And then I try it. And after a week I was like, Oh fuck, like I can never, you can never go back. Huh. And cause I know so many, I know so many people that were diehard Rolex or Omega or, you know, um, even some people who love like the old Casio, like calculator watches. And they tried an Apple watch and they're like, it's so really hard. Well, that's the thing too. It's like, it's also a controller for everything. You know, it's like when I'm driving and I have CarPlay in my car, it'll like tap your wrist when a direction's coming up, which is like a nice subtle feature yeah, of cool. like reminding you. And then, you know, when you're on a run, like I can, because it has cellular, like I can go for a run with my AirPods. You can, yeah. I was, that's stream music. That's a music. selling point for yes. me. Yeah. So my, my big thing is like, Apple I can leave my phone there. or Spotify too. Yep. And you can stream. I'm a, I'm a Spotify you, person. Yeah, no, you, you, I'm going to convert you. Um, and But, like, you can stream music, you can answer phone calls, you still have all the SOS features. Um, it just it just works. And that's the part of Apple is it just works, right? Um, I don't know how we got on this kind of trend, but, like, smart devices, technology, productivity, yeah. We,
1: we wanted to start measuring our glucose, I think. Correct. Yeah.
0: So I think Apple, within the next few years, will probably release a version, a variant of the Apple Watch that has glucose. I'm here for it. And I'm here for it, too. Yeah. And I, the thing is—, is I'm the, here for health. Yeah, the more the more sensors they pack in us, the better. But like you know, the feedback that I get, and the nice thing about it in the health app, it aggregates everything. So like the amount of stuff it tracks, I'm always surprised. So if I go to, so like my girlfriend, for example, they have cycle tracking. So they'll actually track her like menopausal mm-hmm. cycles, not menopausal, the um, just period cycles, I guess. Just menstruation. Menstruation yeah. cycles. That was a, that was quite the Freudian split, flip, uh, <laughs> slip i can't even speak right now um so like heart for example to do heart rate heart rate variability walking heart rate average cardio fitness resting heart rate cardio recovery electrocardiogram and there's like high low heart rate notifications plus abnormal beats right mm-hmm. um if i go to something like um trying to see where it's a good one there's there's a running section which i really don't use because i don't run but it'll do everything from like here is your stride length here is your gate step here is how you improve your like it has all those coaches built in which is just awesome it's incredible so and also with the with the with the this is turning nap watch ultra commercial but the, with the ultra it has a couple like i spend a lot of time out in the middle of fucking nowhere as i think you do too mm-hmm. yeah it has a uh compass that's accurate to GPS, gps that's always working yeah right um, it has a wayfinder technology built into there too, so you can find your way back if you ever get lost. Nice. Um, I've also never tested, but it has a siren. Apparently, it's like a hundred and fifty decibel siren built do in that, here. Actually, right here they would freak well, out. I mean, not here, but they, we should do that. I want to try it, but yeah. but I've I've heard people have used it in the past. You know, since it came out to ward off bears or, or animals or people or you know unwanted attackers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 all in a, a thing. And the best thing about this watch, and this will end this will end my rant about how good this watch is, <laughs> is. The biggest complaint I had about Apple Watch Store was the battery life, hmm. right? It was there it was doing so much at such high quality that you had to charge it once a day.
1: I think I've heard that before. Right?
0: right. But with this new watch, I I work out a lot. I probably work out, including my walks. I do a lot of walking, probably three to five hours a day, because the walking is more than half that, because I'm, like, I'm a big believer in the science around, like, the... Have you ever seen the scans of a brain before and after a walk? No. It's amazing. It, like, that movement, like we have gone through so much evolution to be able to have level heads all walking that is no accident right and so when i have meetings i usually have walking meetings with people that i can in person because the idea is moving and churning so whenever i feel stuck or i'm trying to think something big i will walk out and start walking and start writing and writing down thoughts and i'll get Mm -hmm. all my thinking out then
1: yeah so between all that it's good at clearing your mind for sure i do the same actually
0: so going back to the apple watch i get about two and a half to three days of working out and full sleep tracking on one single charge on this one, which I think is, it's, I don't need any more than that. That's great. Mm-hmm. And with the new watch charger that it comes with, I can fast charge the watch from near empty to full in about an hour. So I'll just like, I take a lot of baths. I'll just throw it out when I take a bath sometimes. Or I'll like be standing up, sitting at my desk and just throw it on the charger for an hour. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's that's fine. Like yeah. I, I don't need any more than that. I don't, I don't need it to last longer or different, but yeah, so... I guess the thing I'm telling people is, like, now it, it's going to always get better. There's no point in waiting for any kind of technology these days. Like, the camera that's out right now is going to get better six months from now. Just accept it, mm-hmm. right? The laptop, the iPhone, the car, the yeah. whatever. But my whole thing is, like, especially with Apple, like, if you're really unsure, go to Apple, buy it. You have 14 days to return it. Even if you have use it, right? Most people don't know that. But, like, Apple has an unconditional return policy. Nice. Like, you could fucking, like, use something. Use it well, and then be like, "I hate this," and they'll take it back, give you a full refund. Best Buy has like I think on some products for thirty days. So like if you really want to try something, like there's no risk, mm-hmm. you know. And also it's an out product. If you end up using it past that, someone will buy it for you. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but going back to productivity, and I know I just talked way too much. What What are some of the things that you do to like waypoint your own progress and what you're working on?
1: Um, setting goals is huge for me. Yeah. How? You know, I've started to use, I think it's called Notion. I just mm-hmm. I yeah, just Notion's downloaded great. that. Yeah, that yeah. one, I've, I've started using that, and that's been really great. But mm-hmm. good old pen and paper. For sure. Or or I'll do a checklist in my notes app. Yeah. That one's really good. It syncs to all your devices. Mm-hmm. Holding yourself accountable is, is a big one.
0: And how do you do that?
1: Or, or I guess just by setting those goals, you know? Yeah. Okay, in general. Yeah, in general.
0: So... I, I use Notion for each of the, the companies I work with or what companies I've started because it's like, I find it useful when you have like a shared to-do list or a shared CRM with like investor contacts right. or like a wiki of like, this is how you launch a new product on the Shopify, you know, like stuff like that. Or like when you're building a company, like this is where the HR manual lives. Like this is what our logo looks like. This is what our brand colors are, right? And Notion is that really nice resting place for all of them. But the one thing I've learned is that like, I will always have a private to-do list that is mine, right? Yeah. And I think that that, that like it's not meant to be shared. I don't want it to be shared. It, like this is this is my list. Mm-hmm. Because like if if I looked at my to-do list right now, and it grows every single month and bigger and bigger. There's probably like a thousand things on there that I've just staged out over time in the different tranches. But the thing is, is like I have done so much. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been able to do this much unless I could see it all out and plan it. And then one of those powerful features of going back to things is the logbook of being able to scroll back and see everything you've 100%. done and just be like, oh, if so you feel like you had a bad week and you scroll back, you're like, oh, I actually didn't do shit this week. Like I need to do more next week. But like <laughs> some weeks I'm like, oh, I did a lot, Uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Um, and it's also one thing I've learned. It's amazing. What I'll notice is amazing how many things I do that are planned out a week in advance, a month in advance, a year in advance, how many things are like the stuff I had to add on that day I had to do. For me, it's usually 50-50. I start I know when I start a list on a good work day Monday through Sunday 50% of the things coming on it are brand new didn't know they were existed when I woke up that morning mm-hmm. you know because you thought about them and um, and I used to be the one that wanted like the shortest possible way to the end but nowadays I do the opposite I'm like what is the best possible outcome and sometimes it's ending as quickly as possible
1: yes but that's, usually that's it's true. not
0: <laughs> right? yeah think about your wrapping paper for example right uh-huh. like you could be like make the symbol but you're just like constantly thinking of new things and how to expand it mm-hmm. and that's what makes it good yeah you know like apple didn't become apple for like getting to the end the fastest yeah you know but i don't know it's weird to think about when you write on pen and paper did you like is that you'd write like a checklist on there or notes or like
1: i break it up into different different sections you right. know like finance um, okay personal growth uh Things I want to do during mm-hmm. the summer. It could be okay. whatever, you know? And and you break those down and, and I'll sort of stack rank them from mm-hmm. there, like of, you know, what's most important. Sure. Yeah.
0: So I use a pen and paper, a pen, I use a notebook and I always have one notebook at a time. And then when I finish that, I, I get another one of the exact same notebooks. So I'm just like, I'm kind of OCD like that. Yeah. But I use the notebooks for like deep thinking, deep thought, and a lot of design and drawing, right? if something is actionable, it goes into my to-do list because I know at the end of the day I need to be dynamic where I can add a date to it, I can move it to another week or else if I put it in a book somewhere, it's going to stay in the book, Mm -hmm. right? And so one thing I've realized is that I have a system that I've spent so much time developing that when I ask some people, like I was looking at my girlfriend's things and I was just, and she has a system too, but everyone's is so different for what works for them and it always amazes me. But the one I've built when people see it, they think I'm fucking crazy, <laughs> and I've never, I've, ne- I've never explained it before uh-huh. publicly. Yeah, and I'm willing to do it if you're curious. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. L- let's see it. So, in 2017, I was at a studio called Collins. Uh, one, of the, it's now like one of the best graphic design, sign, branding studios in the world. Mm-hmm. Spotify, Dropbox, equinox Hotels, Robinhood, CNET, Target, with a team of like 45, to 50 people, like. Won tons of awards. They're amazing, right? I've mentioned them before in this podcast. So when I was there, I became friends with a guy named Gabe Benzer who was big into design systems, which is like creating flexible systems of design that can appeal to massive corporations or systems or societies or brands, right? And it's usually viewed in terms of like color and font and brand and logotype and wordmark and just placement of things. Mm -hmm. But I kind of thought, I realized that everything i do basically is super recurring right and there'll be things i'm going to want to bring up every once in a while so basically what i did is i said i was born on the 27th 27 has always been a big number with me uh i'm super big into like i wouldn't call it numerology
1: that's crazy your date your birthday is a day after yeah that's cool yeah Yeah, i'll
0: I'll make make sure we celebrate um but uh you know and what year were you born
1: 1990
0: i was 94 so um so long story short, like twenty-seven is a big number to me, and to kind of go deeper into like why numbers mean more to me. So I was born on five twenty-seven, right? At sixteen eleven. So I'm a I'm a I'm a military time guy. So four eleven p.m. in Boston, Massachusetts. When you add together sixteen and eleven, you get twenty-seven. You subtract sixteen by eleven, you get five. Right? Okay. And I've done some more like of my of like numbers in my life that kind of all work together to get to the same point, and it's 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 wild and wacky and. weird. It's, it's, it's just super weird, and I just I just like that, right? So uh-huh. I basically realized that I think 27 is a good number. I like that. I'm going to split up my life into 27 different categories. Whoa. Yes, right? And so the first thing I did is I said I picked – I made a color. I found, like, a color that I loved that was, like, my favorite color. And then from there, I basically made a mathematical formula to build uh, – Des- to, to basically make colors in a hexadecimal format using like the standard like six-digit hex key, right?
1: Dude, yeah, you're crazy.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> to, to to go through <laughs> chromatically, so like it starts with like R01 is red, and the last one's like a pink, and so basically it's basically meant to like scroll through the entire like color wheel of colors. Uh huh. And so basically, the reason for this was because that I wanted to have my contacts have their color on there for email and for contacts. So everything was kind of organized. And it's like color labels on files, and so everything was just it was just a good way of seeing it, right? But each yeah. thing has a name right? And if I were to go through them as fast as possible, right? One is what I call construct. It's like the closest people to me in the world. My uh-huh. girlfriend, my best friends in the entire world, my mom, my dad, my sister, my, my grandma, right? Number two is my tribe. That's like the people that are like, that I hang out with a lot, that I spend a lot of time with, right? The next is what I call nexus. It's like the people that are like you and I, we hit it off. We're immediately friends, right? Yep. Um, like if you were like, hey man, I need your help. I'd go over and help you right but it's it's not someone that I like I've been in the trenches with I've known for a long time but people can move up and down these kind of rankings Mm -hmm. of people right yeah four is what I call Holocene which is before I even named the magazine that it was just like everyone else right five is what I call beyond it basically covers any kind of philanthropy or philanthropic work that I do or a lot of volunteering stuff right six is base anything related to housing or firm or like it's like cleaning the house buying some furniture like anything related to like land right seven is kit anything related to like the clothes I'm wearing, the backpacks on my back, the, the gear I'm using, right? Eight is wilderness. That's like the fishing, the camping, the hiking, the the trails, the things I want to go do, the places I want to go. Nine is all about travel, right? That's like the, the flights and the rental cars and the hotels and things like that. 10 is my business. 11 is like purely ideation, free La La Land world. 12 is media. 13 is technology 14 is design 15 is brand that's like my LinkedIn how I push this out to the world 16 is venture basically anything else I'm brought into that's not my idea Mm -hmm. right 17 is uh collect which is like I put my Legos different like valuables collectibles I love collecting things in series and sets right whether it's like Pokemon cards or Legos like listen there 18 is amusement 19 is sound because I'm like musician big into that 20 is mind 21 body 22 basically eating and nutrition 23 fitness 24 is like information reading books listening to podcasts 25 is wealth 26 is sleep and 27 is like
1: the system itself holy shit
0: yeah and so like it's
1: i want to point out how you just rambled that off like you that wasn't coming from your phone that was like strictly
0: no 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 no. yeah so like but but here's how it makes sense now so if you look at my to-do list i have a i have an area so to speak where everything lives for each one of those places Mm -hmm. right and then within those i have different projects so like for example yeah
1: i was i was curious to know how like how that works like i think you said eight was outdoors yeah so eight is wilderness or wilderness yeah so what what does that even look like is that when you say wilderness is that like i want to do these hikes i want to do yeah so so for
0: example like on there is a mixture of hikes and like gear i want to buy it's a mixture of things i want to go do Mm -hmm. it's a mixture of like reminders like if i need a reminder to like pack the tent for the trip it goes in there yeah if i need a reminder to like plan out a hike in the uh like ho rainforest like it would go in there yeah right um and then i and then like and things at least lets you put make projects which have like set span of time and they're meant to end at some point so like a basically a breakdown because i do so much travel every single year of my life into uh years but like i don't go by calendar year i go by birth year so my year is completely based on like the like like i'm 29 that's like i'm 28 like this is one year Uh and it'll reset on the 27th right but that's but it's just how i track and like taxes i don't do that because that's a pain in the ass but like but like how i track different travel and different things it basically allows it it's a good succinct thing it allows me to kind of plan things out but the reason is like i like this fleeting nature of it we're like this is what i do and then it ends Uh and i transfer things to the next one if i haven't done them yet right but There's actually a lot of things when you come into it. Like I plan trips so much that if you're just planning a simple trip, it's like the booking of the flights, the booking of the hotels, the booking of the car. Maybe you're staying at a friend's house. You have to make dinner reservations. Maybe you have to do something else for that trip. They can all live in there. And so like you'll have like an area and then a project and a single to-do. And on a single to-do, you can add sublists to to to-dos as well. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes you have to like do eight things that each take 20 seconds. You don't want it to-do for each of them. So you make one to-do with the sublist of them. So you can just nail them off really fast. Right. Right. So this isn't Interesting. it wasn't all designed to be done in things mm-hmm. i had the system existing and then things basically allowed me to do even more with it yeah. basically
1: I, I like setting overarching goals like yes. like the higher ones you know like this year i want to have i want to contribute this much to savings or buy mm-hmm. a home or something right For sure. like i like to set those in like very they're they're like almost like hard goals sure. right but yeah. everything else in between is very fluid and it Correct. moves and and i think there's like a beauty to that is finding like a balance between yes so steve steve strale you know Mm he he has he introduced me to the yeah yeah. he introduced me to the to the uh like adventure journal yeah but aside from the adventures like it's all it's just like a catch-all correct you're talking you're you know you're writing we're on a surf trip and he's he's writing about what we're doing and it's how he's feeling in that moment yeah but then for for mine i would write about that or like even somewhere else like not even on an adventure it's just Correct. like a general like yeah catch-all it's and and a
0: semi-competitor to our magazine yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah not really though because like they're, they're like so i'm actually talking with the founder of ventral uh tomorrow um because him and i like haven't connected yet and like i don't think we're competing publications um and that's because like oh no i'm talking
1: about just like a notebook oh a like notebook i think about like, the, the magazine yeah. called adventure journal. oh no mm-hmm, oh no no okay, i'm anyway. just i'm just talking about like a moleskin oh just like, your adventure Journal. yes, yeah, yes yeah, yeah. i agree i do that too yeah
0: i remember these i do that more like, visually and like r- i record a lot of videos yeah. like almost vlog style for myself in the future of like this is what i'm doing
1: yeah like i'm i'm big i'm big into like textures and, sure. and things that are well worn right I like and smells yeah yeah and that too and and there's like nothing there are Fewer things that are more beautiful than like a journal that is just beat to shit mm-hmm. and it has like a year and a half of your life mm-hmm. just written down in so sure. many different forms and yeah coffee stains and yeah. like pieces ripped out like it's, it's sick
0: i love that i have that too the notebook i put in the guide of the first issue you might have seen it the orange one mm-hmm. term. i started brought in germany i love moleskin but like that was the ones they had and i should use them and i like them more than moleskin for two reasons one because they had dotted way before moleskin had dotted and i like dotted because it's great for writing and drawing yeah and then number two all the pages are numbered there's a table of contents in the beginning which i just like indexing pages because i'm a nut as you can <laughs> tell um but they make one with a brand called Outlines, which makes like a waterproof paper that doesn't feel like waterproof paper. Oh, yeah. So because like I'm always going everywhere. Something better than ride on rain. And yes. It, right in rain. I right. Think whatever it is. Um, But the reason why I like it is because it feels like normal moleskin paper, like high end, high quality, good texture. Like I use pigment pens, so it feels really good with that. Yeah. Um, And uh, but it does. But like I don't have to worry about destroying, you know, the, the paper in the rain or getting sweat on it or getting like. Shit on it, Mm because I'm I'm like I'll be eating, you know, I'll be fucking shooting oysters and like writing some down. and like get some oyster guts on it, and you're like, "Mm, this is gonna smell good in a day. Yeah. Um, but going back quickly to the system, not to focus on this, and I, I, this podcast has turned into more like what do I do and less about you, and that's a problem. I feel bad about that, but it's all good. Um, that system sounds crazy, but then when I explain the this last thirty second piece, it makes perfect sense to everyone, right? Yeah. My files. My photos are all slayed out in the same order, so I always know where everything is, and that's why it's a game changer. Yeah. And that's why everyone's like, "I get it now."
1: Of course, it's and everything. I, and, well, it's not I, just my to do list. It's everything I do. I would say I the exact same thing. Yeah, I I completely understand, and it's beautiful. Like yes, you being able to do that, I I envy that.
0: I'm actually you know? so. This is the first time I ever mentioned this. I may or may not be working this is not going to come out anytime soon on a book that's all about making your own system sick because like it's something i, I spend a, a hell of a lot of time doing yeah right and in that system is also something i call schemas which are like set periods of time where i try new things or get better at other things by forcing myself to, like into a contract of like i'm gonna do this much for this long and those things are also broken down into the categories i just said mm-hmm. so everything is always related
1: the the hardest part about about that for me is, is just like adopting a new system. For sure. You know, it take no, but like when it's, 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 it's a it's not wet, top, wet. For when sure. it's not top of mind, it just like, you forget yeah. about it and then for you, sure. you lose the, the the momentum.
0: I just selfishly made it top of line for so fucking long. Yeah. Right. And then also like in my finance app, everything is tagged with the same categories. So like when things come in automatically, automatically is tagged with the same mm-hmm. categories. So like if, if it's something about a wilderness, if I buy a tent, it's tagged with that. If I have, you know, uh, all my like, user manuals for my msr stoves and everything and, like they're in the file folders
1: far away including like seven categories no more no less
0: correct because I, I just yeah. didn't think i'd need more like you might be to 26. yeah you know my girlfriend's more than 19 and she thinks she you do 19 and she's got an inspiration from mine right but I it's just because it. i'm weird but like you no, know and
1: I, I love it i think it's great
0: it keeps it keeps me sane
1: because
0: mm-hmm. i work with many people and i say this in the nicest way possible and i said this to many of my close friends You'd be far more successful to do list. That's a fact. You'd you it's it's like a superpower yeah. for for you because, and for a lot of people, it's an ego thing. It's a no, I can remember everything. I'm fine. It's like it's not about that. Yeah, I can remember everything too. Like I have photographic memory. Like I can remember almost everything I read. I can I can repeat to you verbatim. Mm-hmm. Not like Mike Ross suits level verbatim, but like, but but you know, like I I I have that ability, and but still, like, if you ask me what I'm going to do list today, I could probably if I sat here for a couple minutes. To tell you everything that's on it and what you need to do for each thing. That's impressive. But I don't want to be able to do that. I want to be able to look at there and objectively say, okay, because when you work the best, you're in flow state. When you're in flow state, you're concentrating and you're not thinking about what's also going on around you. Mm-hmm. Right? You're focusing on this one thing. Right? So in my mind, I want to be able to index my list and say, shit, these are the things I have in front of me. These are the things I have to work on today the and then prioritize them based on that. And there are different levels of things. Going back to this app, just just pay for it. I'm not paid by them. I'm not sponsored. This that's, that's things. If you want to sponsor this podcast, reach out to me. Um, but there's like hashtagging and priority levels and different things you can play with it. I just it doesn't work in my system. Mm-hmm. You know. But I'm always looking to improve it because like it works well for me. But like I think you know Naval Ravikant. You heard him? No, I don't. Naval. Think so. Okay, so he's like in the Tim Ferris kind of boat like gods of productivity and thought mm-hmm. long story short there's a book called the navalmanac it's the almanac of naval ravikant okay. and he doesn't write but he, he writes his own blog but um it's like someone took his best podcast and articles and like condensed all his thought and like healthy happy and wi- uh, wealthy happy and wise now wealthy happy something one's about wealth one's about happiness. one's about um wisdom the other one's about health so it's all about like the the maintenance thing but something he says is like a system isn't truly good until you can hand it over to your enemy and have them run it successfully. So in my mind, Makes like sense. my system and this like eventual book I want to write is like so far out because I want to make it so that anyone could pick this up who's in a completely different lifestyle as mm-hmm. me. And maybe it's like a young girl growing up in a very autocratic society that doesn't value women like Afghanistan. Yeah. I want them to be able to pick it up and build something themselves that works for them that helps them get to where they want to go that's great right right now would not work that way
1: yeah I think you've got very clear vision on it sure is what it sounds like to me and that's cool so very
0: it's probably probably the end of my life will be the thing I spend the most amount of time on
1: I see
0: minus like my family right yeah what about you do you want a family
1: oh man I go back and forth that's like that's very top of mind right now sure I'm unsure
0: and and I guess so. Family can mean so many things. Like I'm not talking like specifically like wife and kids. I'm yeah. saying like whatever the family means to you. Yeah. You know, because Abs- it could be yeah. it could be you marrying your girlfriend and having a dog. You know. Yeah. Y- who knows? Oh, absolutely. Family.
1: Yeah. Family is huge. Yeah. Uh, children. I I suppose is where my mind went. That's that's a tricky one. But family, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. I don't. I don't really know. I've I've never really questioned if I want children. I've always wanted them. I don't know why. Yeah. I think it's because every person I look up to that has kids, they all say the amount they've learned from having a kid Mm -hmm. and I would do, because I also believe like, I think one good kid can offset a lot of bad kids coming to the world, right? And I think that I'm not, this isn't me proclaiming like I'm gonna be better than other people or not, but I think that like the average person bringing a child to the world these days is not giving the amount of attention I believe needs, especially in the modern society with distractions Mm -hmm. like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, what a child needs to grow. Right, and I think it's it's we're, we're teaching kids to have shortcuts. We're teaching kids that will always have this a digital assistant next to them. And they might, but like the the people that are going to be able to change the world and make cool things and help other people aren't going to be the ones that grow up with iPads at age two.
1: Absolutely. Right. Yeah.
0: Um. And so I, I'm not saying I think I could do it right. It's not like that. It's like I think I would just do it my way. Yeah. Right. And I think that I would learn so much in that process selfishly. Right. Because having kids is a selfish thing, right? Um, in my mind but yeah, it's definitely interesting. So
1: yeah, that one, that's a tough one.
0: I wasn't, I wasn't trying to like get you on a, no, on a hard right. question. That's, but, that's um, just been
1: a, yeah, that's, that's, again, that's just been something top of mind and it's, it's like a, it's a really overwhelming thing to think sure. about when you're kind of in the middle, you know? Yeah. You could go both ways yeah. with it, but.
0: Yeah. I think, I think uh, Tim Ferriss and like when the first, Couple pages of his book, The Four Hour week He asked his mom when he was young, like, when you decide to have kids, and she's like, "There's no good time to have a kid." Right. It's like there's no good time to have a dog. There's no good time to start a new job. There's no good time to quit a job or leave a relationship. It's like it's always going to be hard, right? Is this something you want to do? You know, and like, I think the thing about a kid, which is like the 3D version of a couple of those decisions, is like it's another living being that you are solely responsible for its like health and safety and wellness for the first like really 18 years of its life. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe less if it's good yeah but then also there's some kids that are born with some disabilities like uh you know like my cousin is cerebral palsy and like she will always need support and she is a fully functional human being in her own right you know not by societal standards but by her you know independent standards Mm -hmm. right and like that's that's just part of the idea of having kids like you know you never know what's going to happen i need to be okay with that yeah right same thing with the dog you know but you know, I I've had friends who have gotten who already have had kids, and they were you know weren't planning on having kids. They just happened to have kids, and some of them regret it. Some of them are like, "It's the best fucking thing that ever happened." Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it gives people purpose.
1: I yeah, I would I would agree with that. It's really beautiful. That's yeah, for sure.
0: And I wouldn't be here, and you wouldn't be here unless you mm-hmm. know our. I guess not. My case wasn't my parents, but like you know, people had decisions. I don't know. I my my dad had testicular something I've shared in the podcast before, but my dad had t- t- testicular cancer when he was in college lost the ability to have kids and so i come from a sperm donor my mom's eggs right and so you know i've always wanted to become a sperm donor mm-hmm. but there's certain laws in certain states that prohibit existing sperm donor babies from becoming sperm donors which to me is like it's like a double negative yeah actually it's, it's a it's a double positive because in my mind like you want as much biodiversity as possible and if you have a couple generations of sperm donors that's a lot of biodiversity right And, like, the hard thing is, like, I don't know if there's some kind of crazy congenital health defect that, like, I could be spreading. I think that's what they worry about. Yeah. But also, most people that know their parents also don't know their congenital health defects anyways. (laughs) Right? So, so I don't know. It's something I think about a lot. It's, like, I had an ex-girlfriend who, when I told her, I was, like, I've been thinking about this for years, but I decided, like, I'm going to donate sperm. And she got super upset. She's like, don't you ever know how your, like, future wife might feel about that? And she was obviously at the time referring to herself because yeah. she thought that was that was going to be her role. But, um, uh, and I was like, I understand, but, you know, even if you're in a relationship with someone, it's still at the end of the day, I believe, an independent choice, mm-hmm. you know, because if I decide to have kids and decide to eventually let those kids to become part of my life, that's still my choice. It might affect my partner's life, but at the end of the day, it's still my decision, mm-hmm. you know. There's no ego in that for me. Just like my wife said to donate eggs. Not great. Yeah. You know, some people. I th- I think I think the people that like hold on to too much in relationships hold on to the ego of relationships. The ones that are the ones that are always worried about some their white their their partner cheating on them or they're being cheated on. What I've learned is that if someone in a relationship is worried about the other person cheating, it means they've probably cheated in this relationship. Almost nine times out of ten, right? Which is fucked up to say and think. But like in my personal experience of dealing with being cheated on, uh-huh. it's almost guaranteed the case. Interesting, yeah. Because you know? people deflect what they do most, you know. Yeah. People with eating disorders will usually call the people for eating, eating, eating inappropriately. Or uh, inappropriately is not the right word. But like, same thing with uh, people with addictions to alcohol, or people that are you know have infidelity, people that steal, people that you know would hide money or do different things, you know. There was the 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 one who is you know stealing from the cash jars. Who was the first to accuse other people of stealing from the cash jar, right?
1: Yeah, probably true. Yeah.
0: So I don't even know we got to this conversation, but <laughs> um, I hope I, I as we begin to wrap up this podcast, I hope that this wasn't a waste of your time for conversation. Not at all,
1: because because this I, is ex- this is exciting. I'm I'm stoked
0: because I learn a lot. You learn a lot, but yeah. also I hope that someone learns a lot as well. Because yeah. I want to learn a lot about you, but also like it's nice having a podcast when there's really like. I have questions I could ask you, but I never have an agenda. Mm-hmm. And so like I have re- recently interviewed some people that like get tons of requests and want a full list of questions. And I get the most amazing responses when I say no. Yeah. They're like, How dare you? I'm this person. <laughs> I want to do this. I'm like, uh-huh. look, this is this is I'm not this I've never done it for anyone else. I'm not breaking the rule here. Yeah. And they usually go, okay. Some people say no. I probably had ten people say no because of that. And it's fine. But like some people just just need pre-recorded answers yeah but that's not a conversation to me
1: I agree you know yeah I and I appreciate you having me on here yeah I was quite nervous yeah I've never were you nervous yeah I oh. mean I've never I've never done a podcast before and well
0: it's 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 hard to achieve it's hard to succeed when you don't have goals but it's also hard to be upset when you don't when you're happy with any outcome right so, to kind of get you out of here on, you know, make it efficient, um, I have a couple, like, rapid-fire questions I usually ask people on the way out. Right, cool. You can answer this in as few or as many words as you like. Um, is there a certain particular sound that you associate with happiness? As we hear, like, a shaker full of alcohol being mixed in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would say when you've it's like peak summer and you get to the very top of of a hike mm. right like you're in the mountains and you just hear the like vast openness like it's yeah, like yeah the, air, wi- yeah, the air, air out there oh my god yeah. dude yeah that is great i think about that and it's just i feel free
0: that is a good one yeah yeah for sure i my and i think another one for you probably be like when you get the morning the sound of like an espresso grinder going or like an espresso machine yeah. that probably also is good uh-huh. one for you um
1: it- i'm a i'm a cold brew guy though are you Yeah. so maybe
0: this you know that you know that distinct sound of like coffee pouring your favorite mug you know the yeah, shape of it uh-huh. you know exactly the sound it there makes i'm sure that's one for you yeah sometimes honestly it's like just the sound of a certain bird Ooh. okay or like a wind i don't know there's so many yeah. things like a box
1: there's... of lego shaking makes me happy i don't know <laughs> yeah i can see that right because it reminds you of childhood right yeah
0: you hear like under the tree you hear that like oh i know yeah i know it's brought me
1: you know i'm i don't know anything about birds but I have been noticing a certain type of call coming out mm. like now that it's spring yeah and and it, my mind remembers that of being like oh the, oh yeah it's, it's spring, spring. Yeah, yeah
0: it's amazing it's the amazing. biomarkers that we have from thousands of years of evolution of not living inside houses uh-huh. that like teach us about like different changing seasons and also like i don't know spending much time in upstate new york my girlfriend's farm is there's like thunderstorms that roll through there so so often yeah right and the birds always have the same song when they know one's coming. So like, I, I don't need to check the weather. Like, I know a thunderstorm's gonna roll in before uh-huh. that because the birds are like they sense like that, like, and you're like,
1: uh oh, yeah, to bring the
0: horses in, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, I used to have, or I used to listen to the thunderstorms when I lived in Colorado, and we don't really have them up here in the Northwest. No, um, but lately I've been using Spotify and mm. just using these general sounds and like to to go to sleep to. so oh, nice. You know, sleep with thunderstorm. I'll like set like an yeah. hour timer put it on repeat that's a good uh, one one of them is a like a florida rainstorm or like a a campfire with crickets
0: um there's an app called environments for the iphone environments environments and this guy named irv teibel irv tibble i think his name is um uh yeah he spent his life he's like he was like a career you know person at a company uh and but he spent his time in the woods like just recording sounds, and like Herb an analog be out recording sounds. Yeah, you know for sure. Yeah. but but like this app is just like his best sound recordings on like thirty minute loops. Awesome. And they're just like and and they're and they're like the thing is they still have like that vinyl sound to them, but like they, like for me it was always like, sometimes when I'm super stressed out, like I've been a couple of times I've been like hyper stressed out. I'm like on a plane. I'm exhausted. I just like everything feels so artificial around you. Uh huh. You just like put the headphones on, here's some like gentle rain. You're just like, you're back down. Amazing, to, yeah. Back down to zero. <laughs> it's what astronauts do a lot actually in space in the ISS. Like when they feel that sudden urge of like, fuck, I'm in a floating at trash can in the middle of space. Anxiety like, attack, yeah. Yeah, just, just you just like, wow, you know, hearing yeah, the, the sound great. of the air. You're like, oh, okay, this, uh-huh. is, this is back Something to, familiar. Correct. Yeah. And now this is like drone
1: of Nothing indeterminable is. dross. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Is there a uh, story that your parents like to tell about you?
1: That my parent could tell about me?
0: No, is there a story that your parents like to tell about you? Oh, like to tell me. Um, Not you, but like about you. Uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, so, you know, oh, like, sorry, like I I remember when Will was, you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, let's see. Yeah. Pro- There's a couple. I think <laughs> my parents always used to call me Cheetah Boy because as a kid, I'd just like run around the house. Like, That's awesome. Like, I am speed. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like as fast as I could on all fours. Yeah, they like to tell that one
0: um what was why what do you like animals like just like running like Dude, what was your i
1: still like cheetahs huh those animals are dope they are um you've no, been I africa don't... no i haven't hmm. i can't wow i can't believe i just said the i just said that no i'm just joking um i don't know exactly why as a kid it was like a cheetah i think i just was like i saw it on the discovery channel or something and was like yeah i'm gonna do that
0: hmm. Why? <laughs> I said so many questions. So, so this reminds me of a one pa- my uh. my parents' favorite story. I don't think I ever told this before. This is really quick. I liked, I loved trains as a kid. Like fucking love. I still, love I think trains are really cool. Yeah. But I went to Paris with my family. We went to France. My, we have family there. And uh, the TGV is like a really, obviously, a really fast train in France and like yeah. world known. And so I was in this like, um, like fencing store. Like, like they sell like fences for yards and they have these really big, long tiles remind me of train tracks. Uh-huh. And so I kept like running along the floor and sliding and pretending I was a train, like pulling the station. And I just kept going faster and faster and faster until I, I ran so fucking fast. I smashed like head first in this like wooden bench and like got a big welt to my head. Oh, man. And the store was so nervous. They like called the fire department, like the ambulance was there and like, it was fine. But like, when they're like, what was your son doing? He's like, I was pretending to be a train. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But the funny thing is like, uh, this is a weird thing, but I was in a workout class today at my, at my gym. And, uh, one of the people there, she like made some like snide comment in here and the, and the instructor, I was like, what'd she say? She's like, she's like, Oh, she said that you remind her of one of her second graders. And I was just like, "What?" I was like, so here's the thing. Most people would think that's like an offensive thing to say. Uh I take fucking pride that she said that about me. And I know she meant it as an offensive thing. Uh And I'm glad that she did (laughs) because I just, I looked at her straight in the face. And I said this, I was like, the kids who behaved in second grade aren't going to do anything fun with their lives. They're not going to make cool shit. Yeah, They're not going to be successful. And what I qualify as success. Right. And they're not going to do anything new right no one who didn't get kicked out in the hallway during class like ever that's the wrong there's too many negatives basically what i'm saying <laughs> is like you got to just believe in yourself yes and like be willing yes. to say like fuck society and uh-huh. fuck these dumb rules and like you're going to learn more from your time outside of the classroom than in. i'm not saying school isn't important i'm just saying that like the traditional model of what school is becoming i think is a fucking travesty so that's just my personal view I have members in my family that are public teachers and I fight with the mountains all the time. Yeah. Like I'm not sending my kids public school. I'm, I'm not, you know, um, cause I just think there's so much more to learn. Like I don't care about, education i care about learning Mm -hmm. i don't want them to learn a certain thing so they can fulfill a certain societal need for that it's like i want them to learn because they want to learn right you know if my first grader wants to learn about fucking cheetahs and tjv's they're gonna learn about that because maybe they care a lot about animals or they care a lot about biology or they care a lot about engineering yeah you know and like i would rather people follow their interests and go that way because here's the thing right i once had an english teacher where i failed a whole section of the class because i refused to read shakespeare because i just fucking hated shakespeare still hate shakespeare Mm -hmm. like don't care for it yeah right i still think it wasn't a dude it was like a collection of rich people who just read these stories and put one name on it whatever um but she's like you're not gonna be be, you're not gonna be able to be successful you don't understand shakespeare and i remember in high school being like that's a stretch i was like i was like okay lady yeah whatever maybe
1: maybe that she was speaking in metaphors but
0: Speaking of prose, you know, I, I, here's my thing to each their own. I would be a shit English teacher, Yeah. but I was never going to be an English teacher. And I'm, and like there are many successful, successful people who love Shakespeare, but like at the end of the day, I'd rather go read what I was reading Yeah. or do what I was doing. And to me, it was spending time outside. Like homework to me was stopping me from going outside and exploring after school. Same. Right. Yeah. Right. So that was, that was, it was, it was the obstacle to the means I wanted. Right. Um, yeah. You ever heard of Cheetah Purr? Cheetah purr? No. Dude, okay.
1: What so, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is this? So I, I'm i asking because... So, you know, I looked up, as, as Instagram does, I looked up one cheetah video. Like, I clicked on it in my Explore page, and it was like a cheetah purring. And now yeah. I just... My Explore page is full of that shit. But just saying, if you listen to it, it, it goes... It fits right in with your rolling thunderstorm sound. Really? And, oh, yeah. Or your huh. mountain air sound. It's like... Huh. think of like a cat times like 20. Wow. Okay. That's weird, but
0: no, any, any kind of, any kind of natural sounds, it could be, it could be super strange. Yeah. Uh, cheetahs are wild animals okay, though. Know, cheetahs. Um, so I guess <laughs> I'll, I'll let, I'll get you out of here. So if, if you had the ability and could send a single push notification to like everyone in a given area, what would it say? Where would it be?
1: A single push notification to everybody.
0: Yeah, like it was like a, it was like a, imagine like a red alert or like a weather alert you get on your on your, on your smartphone. Like yeah. no one can opt out of it; they get it anyways. You know yeah. they're going to we are going to see or they're going to exit of it. You know what is that?
1: I'd probably do that. that really? You know that yeah, one yeah. thing. You know the yeah. AOK sign. The yeah, like the, like the yeah. gotcha made you look. Gotcha made you Yeah, look. I like that because like the, you know most people know what that is. Yeah, and if you just got a push notification of that, you'd be like, Soft. oh shit. Yeah. i've never been got like that before
0: yeah yeah i think i think unfortunately nowadays like with the left hand kind of looks like the only fan symbol though
1: yeah does it <laughs> Does it look like only fans
0: i don't know i don't spend any time on there <laughs> i that's one thing i realized is so like i spend a lot of time working on branding and brands mm-hmm. and i recently was working with a company that not in that sector but adjacent to like basically the the pay for play space of individual creators yeah right and people will discredit only fans because it's like porn essentially but like no it's like it's a huge case that you have to pay attention to understand because it's like the driver of everything right right yeah because like uh, some have people you seen, so,
1: have you seen some of those only fans creators doing the the um the banner behind the airplane no yeah dude i've, I've seen some that's brilliant of the, it's, first it's, off it's, from marketing yeah. perspective that's brilliant yeah.
0: but like 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 if someone wants to go on there and and do whatever they do i have no judgment mm-hmm. right if you want to go on there and pay for it i personally have never paid for a single dollar on only fans and don't plan on ever doing it. it's not my thing right but at the end of the day it's like understanding that creator space one thing i realized is like their logo is super interesting and i remember saying like it reminds me of that for some reason yeah yeah interesting it's like a winged oi can't
1: i can't recall exactly what it looks like but yeah i'll have to check that out
0: uh Anyone else can go and look at it if they know what OnlyFans is and they have their parents' permission, but I would not go on <laughs> OnlyFans unless you know. But actually that's that's the one thing about OnlyFans that, that I think I really appreciate from like a porn industry perspective. It's not all porn. OnlyFans is mostly porn or lewd or or, 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 yeah. or things related to that. But like
1: Dude, what I re- what I love is the creativity. Correct. Like I know we can sit here and like poke fun at Fee picks all day, but dude, if you're making twenty K a month or a hundred however much. For sure for doing that like yeah bravo that's amazing i met a girl
0: here on hinge during during covid and she came from like rural washington had no money yeah. like lost her job during covid had no way yeah. to pay for school like started only fans and i she's like she's asking me for like, photography tips like how do i do it i was like i'm not gonna take them but like this is how you do it and i was like invest in the tripod go and do these mm-hmm. things
1: dude. she's making like a life-changing amount of money yeah, yeah.
0: Like I remember, yeah. like, I haven't talked to her in years, but like I think the first year, the first, I think the first month, she made like forty grand, and she was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. And then I think since then, uh, I don't know. But th- but but I have a friend who will name name nameless, and they, I'm not even gonna give you any of what he does on that. They helped run for a while in L.A. This house that had like the top OnlyFans creators in the world, right? It was like the top. 0.001% of creators, right? And these people on average were making three to $5 million a month after taxes, after royalties. Yeah. That's just pure cash.
1: I, that's hard to even like comp, comprehend. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: But they also all fucking hate it. And they all were like, I'm going to do this for three years and I'm going to go do something else mm-hmm. or retire. Yeah, you can retire at that yeah, point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's love. you ever seen the Daily Mac videos of like, hey, that's cool. Like nice car you're driving. Like, what do you do? Uh-huh. Half the girls. Yeah. Only, only fans. fans.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. For sure. Or when they're, when they're just like and half the time there some people will be like, Why are you asking me a question? And it's like, Okay, we know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, you can just you can just stop it there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't only fans are
1: same. or uh like Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But all right. Well on that note, uh Will, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. And we're gonna go get drinks and we're going we're to the meals from it. Thank you concert. so much for having me. I appreciate of course. it. Yeah. We'll we'll, get, we'll go to round two where it's less about my crazy neurotic system and more about you. Oh,
1: yeah, all good. I, I definitely I want to touch more on like branding. Um I'm really you know, we're yeah. just now meeting each other for the for the first time and I'm I'm really excited to, to learn more about branding and talk yeah. about that because
0: Well we'll keep talking tonight. I'm probably gonna be with you in the next four hours, so yeah. it'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> cool. But, but we'll we'll make an episode two and I'll bring in I'll bring in someone else. We'll do a round table and I Yeah, sounds great. All right, man. All right. I hope you all enjoyed this conversation between myself and Will Claussen. You can find Will online, W-I-L-C-L-A-U-S-S-E-N. And as always, you can find me at Rob at RobIsLost, or RobIsLost.com. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day.